Welcome to Ag Credit Set It. In each episode, our hosts sit down with experts from all parts of the agriculture industry to bring you insights and must-have information on all things from farming to finances and everything in between. Welcome back to Ag Credit Set It. I'm Brenna Finnegan. And I am Matt Adams here for another great, outstanding, informative episode of Ag Credit Set It. Brenna, how have you been? Great. How are you? Actually, I was kind of su- surprised to see you this morning, considering Phil was supposed to be in your seat. <laughs> you know, I told Phil, I said, you know, you're, you, it's some big shoes to fill about to try and take on. Uh, yeah, Phil was supposed to be here. Uh, he and his family kind of came under the weather a little bit, you know, the old flu bug rolling around. And, you know, I told Phil, I said, you know, you got, you have, you have a radio face. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep, we'll keep you, keep you at home. But. I hope you don't say that about me. <laughs> but no, Phil, we, uh, we hope you're, uh, hope, hope the best. And when this comes out, we're hoping everybody's recovered and everything. But, um, so Brenna, we got a very special guest today, kind of looking into the ag farm influencer uh, social media aspect of uh, agriculture. With that, Brenna, I think we can bring in our guest. Yes, we want to welcome Zoe Kent today. So we're here today with Zoe Kent, a farmer from Crawford County, Ohio. Zoe, thank you for joining us today. So why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, about yourself, uh, your farm operation, and uh, any great uh, facts that you might want everybody to know about you. <laughs> Okay, um, so we farm in Crawford County, as you said. Uh, I am the eighth generation, so we have been in Crawford County a very long time. Uh, we do soybeans and corn for the most part. Sometimes there's a little bit of wheat. Sometimes there's a little bit of hay in there, but just your typical grain farmer. Gotcha. Eighth generation farmer. That, that's something that you don't hear too often anymore, especially in today's agriculture, it seems Oh, it's usually second, it's third, second or third, or it's a fourth. yeah. That's and for any any livestock at home or just strictly grain. Well, so there were twelve cows this year, but that's more my dad's uh, side hobby, something to keep him busy now that he's retired. You know, a pet project. Yeah, pun intended. Br- Brent and I are both. Uh, we have cattle in our operation as well, and uh, cattle is a side hobby that seems to turn into a full time job all the time. I was just thinking that, uh, you know, this uh, this episode here is going to come out in February. We're recording uh, in December in the, uh, you know, beautiful uh, weather for livestock farmers right now. So uh, it's one of those, anybody that has cattle or any type of livestock, you find out what you didn't winterize right and... Just, uh, just I a had fun, that adventure fun time. last night with a water cup. So, <laughs> <laughs> fun times, right? So, you talked about your dad being retired now. Obviously, there was some trans- transition that occurred with that and everything. Tell us a little bit about that and how it all went. Yep. For you so, guys. for a little bit of background, I graduated college in 2017 and I worked for my dad for two years. And then we decided to form an LLC, him being the major shareholder. Um, me getting some equity in there. And then we were planning on running that for five years and then starting a transition. Uh, My dad's had a plethora of illnesses. Uh, He decided it was time for him to retire so he could do less physical labor. And then also we thought it was nice that like I could learn how to run the operation while he's still here, while he's still mentoring me. Um, I think a lot of people don't make any decisions until a parent has passed. 
Um, and then they, you know, wish they could go to that parent for advice. Um, so we figured we'd just transition now and there's nothing like learning how to run a business, like just running the business. And Zoe, so where did you go to college at? The Ohio State University. The Ohio oh, State University. Yeah. Go Bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your time there. What did you major in? I majored in cheerleading. No, um, I was I was on the cheer team, uh, but I got an ag business degree. Okay, so what'd you minor in then? Um, gender studies. Oh. So uh, a that, different then. That was uh, something I took a few gen ed classes on, and to get my minor, I only had to take a few more. Is that a useful minor? No, <laughs> but uh, it, it was really interesting. I got to write a lot of interesting papers. So I Zoe. Can did you know you always wanted to come back on the farm, even yes. from an early age? or uh, Yeah, from like fifth or sixth grade, that's what I wanted to do. There was uh, like one year in there that I wanted to be a hairdresser. My mom very quickly shut that down, um, which was good because I would, I can't draw a straight line. I couldn't cut in a straight line. People would be getting horrible haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> Now you have siblings, correct? Yes, I have an older brother who's an ornithologist and a younger sister who works at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. Oh, wow. Something totally different then. Yes. <laughs> How did it work with them as far as the farm goes? Um, obviously, your dad brought you into the picture. Yeah. And they were obviously off doing their own thing. Yes. They um, so they both growing up did uh, 4-H and my sister did FFA. And so they were... Interested in agriculture, but did not want to come back to the farm, never showed any interest in wanting to. And so it worked out pretty well uh, just because we're not a huge farm. So had they all decided to come back, we would have had to uh, get a little bit more creative on how we made that happen. Um, but they are very supportive of me and they're they're glad, glad that someone's taken it over. So we talk about that transition for that family farm for, for you guys um, you are also a member of Ag Credit. So tell me how we as an association were able to assist you and your operation in taking that next step. Yes. Um, so Ag Credit is is the reason I was able to take over because obviously at 27 years old, I don't have the, the means to make that possible. Because farming is such an easy thing just to jump into in yes. this day and age. Yes, exactly. Um, and so with that credit, we were pretty transparent in the beginning when we were forming um, our LLC. And then if anyone knows Dave Green, he was the guy that we were working alongside. And the day that we decided, okay, we're going to transition, I'm going to take over. I came in here, I told him that, and he said, well, I'm getting a different job. <laughs> so he, he left. Yes, I always give him crap for that, but we, we like everyone that's in here. Everyone made it a smooth transition for us. And that's one thing we always hope for is, uh, you know, it's that team effort that we always put with our, our members that it's not just one of us that you can uh, count on. It's the whole team. So with that transition to farm and you taking the, you know, the hot seat, the, the manager role in all the day-to-day -day operations, How's that been for your your dad? I know, you know, we talked to some members. It's it's tough for that previous generation to, you know, kind of sit back and take more of a, you know, just an operator role instead of the uh, management side of yes. things. Yes. Well, so he has a few loopholes um, because I don't own any ground. So he is my largest landlord. So um, he does pull the landlord card sometimes. <laughs> But like a couple of weeks ago, we were loading a semi and I didn't pull it in correctly. And it was, you know, kind of cockeyed. So beans were spilling over one side, just 
on a tarp and he, you know, he, he was like, Oh, you're spilling beans. And I said, why do you care? You know, <laughs> it's kind of one of those, if you, uh, you know, don't follow the marking on a crooked row, you just tell him, say, well, you can get more in a crooked row than a straight row. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. But, but yeah, no, he, he still guides me on a, on a lot of things, but he, he's always let me be a decision maker. So with, uh, you know, a lot of the challenge we've had through 2022 and going into 2023, What's what's new on the horizon for for Kemp Farms? How are you guys mitigating some of these challenges? And are you looking for different ways, or are you kind of sticking more traditional day to day operations like you always have? I would say for the most part, we we're keeping things pretty much the same. Last year, we did more beans than we did corn, but this was not from a uh, the inputs are lower. We were just trying to get some fields that were close to each other in the same crop rotation. More of a crop rotation yeah. aspect instead of. Gotcha. Yep. Um, and then the one thing that we're changing for next year is I got a new 28 applicator. Uh, we started doing 28, I think we did it two years and I just bought um, a kind of older style applicator and we decided that we like going that more than anhydrous. So be a new applicator on the farm. Getting more into variable rate on your fertilizers and everything on the farm too? Yep. Yep. Now, how much is your dad still, obviously you talked about him. Still, still giving you a bunch of crap, really, yeah. about everything that you do. But how much does he still take part in on the day-to-day? Yes, so he shows up to work every single day. Now, he takes a nap every day, uh, too, uh, but he is physically at the farm. One of those reasons being that my mom works from home uh, now since COVID. And so rather than being in her hair, he's in my hair. Um, but I'm, I'm sure your mom appreciates right? that too. Yeah, but no, he, he's he's got his little man cave up at the shop, and he watches Ag Day every day. He stays really involved on you know, and he he's looking at the markets and trying to give me input. So. I was now, just going to ask, how has he influenced that for you? <laughs> now, with your guys' size of operation, do you have any other full time employees or just seasonal help that you guys bring in? So I have a guy named JD. I wouldn't call him part time. He's like. Most of the time, he also <laughs> runs his own business, so so he he gives us help. He he works full time during spring and fall, and then he is my mechanic. I I can fix a shear bolt. I can put a shovel back on. Like that's the extent of my mechanic abilities. So he fixes everything. He is a vital part of my operation. Well, you have to have that person that breaks the stuff, and then you have to have the person that fixes all the stuff. Correct, yes. And he, he does not break very many things himself, but I, I keep him uh, gainfully employed in the fixing stuff department. <laughs> That's good. Everybody's got to have a good right-hand man for that, <laughs> that job, right? It seems like on my farm, uh, that's what I always get uh, demoted. I don't know if it's a demotion or a promotion so- sometimes, but uh, a lot of times you get home from work and you get the work list of, hey, we broke this, this, and this. Uh, let us know when it's back up and running. So, <laughs> yep. so we talked about a little bit about influencing mm-hmm. and how your dad has influenced you and everything. And obviously, we live in this very technological world and you have just kind of blown up online as far as either being an influencer or a social media, what, what is it, an agra, an agvocator. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, that's that's it. That's Thing, the light went on. So anyways, but obviously you've transitioned into that also. How did that all come about for you? Yes. Um, so yes, I post silly little videos online. In the spring of 2021, 
I have a friend who's a teacher and he was on teacher talk and he had lots and lots of followers. And he said, Zoe, I need you to get a thousand followers because then you can go live with me and I can show people farming because, you know, he just thought it was really interesting. And I said, okay, I'll get a thousand followers. And, um, that happened very quickly. And so then I kind of just said, okay, I'm going to roll with this and see what, see what we can make happen. And I think that's just something, I mean, all three of us here sitting at this table, we're farmers. It's something we do. It's, it's in our blood. It's, it's our day-to-day life. For some, it, it still gets me, people want to watch what we do on the farm. That, you know, to me, it doesn't seem that interesting, our just day-to-day operations, what we do. But how do you make it interesting, I guess, for people to want to keep uh, coming back and watching the next video or the next uh, farm with Zoe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've, I'm still trying different styles of videos out. So what I did um, during harvest that seemed to really get people's attention, um, if, if you're a person that watches a lot of Instagram or TikTok, you know, there's like trends and people make videos to trends. And um, with harvest happening, I thought I don't have time to be looking and seeing what the trends are or to make something. And so I just started doing like a minute clips of this is what I did today. And people just love seeing the, the day to day happenings on the farm. You are a trendsetter. I yeah. guess, right? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, but yeah. And so in transitioning into winter, we're just going to do more background of we've been showing off dad's antique tractor collection um, and just doing some more of the uh, when you think of a farmer, you think of someone working in the field, but they're also in meetings and they're figuring out their balance sheet and they're running the numbers. Yep, very much so. Now, I obviously, I followed the your whole harvest this year. You were like day one and then went through the whole day and then day two and so on and so forth. As things progressed and you started showing more and more as what was going on, obviously you saw more and more people liking or following um was there one specific type of video or anything that you recall that just like oh my gosh it hit this many views or whatever it might have been um yeah so i've had four or five videos go over a million views so during harvest like just for numbers i started off with around 5000 followers and at the end of harvest i hit 100,000 followers so like on my TikTok, I've been working for like almost a year on it and I'm at 65,000 and it was never like one big jump. It was just slowly over time. And then this was just in a few, few months it like really, really took off, but it's always the videos that you wouldn't expect people to be interested in that kind of do the best. Well, Zoe, we're going to take a quick break here and we'll be right back with more on Ag Credit Set It. Are you looking for a tool to help run your farm finances more efficiently? An operating loan with Ag Credit is the perfect way to help purchase inputs throughout the year and make payments when cash flow comes in. Talk with your Ag Credit account officer to see how an operating loan could work for you. If you're new to Ag Credit, visit www.agcredit.net to find an office near you. And we're back with Zoe Kent talking about her social media influencing in farming and her day-to-day operation. So Zoe, has things changed for you with being a social media influencer and the neighbors around and people in your community agriculture? Do people look at you different or 
anything since you're on the World Wide Web showing your operation versus... Have you been recognized? Yeah, I got recognized at our... I mean, are you signing autographs in the, in the line at the elevator or... No, no it's mostly, I think it's my friends more sarcar- sarcastically, oh, it's Farm with Zoe, you know. There's our star, um, but no, I no, um, and I think it's just because uh, I am myself. I act like myself on the internet. It's not a persona. I'm I'm the same person out here. So I don't I don't think it's changed anyone's views or anything. Yeah, they all know she's coming because the phone's out, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So do you find anybody reaching out to you? And and one thing we've talked here in the past, and I have two daughters at home, you know, females in agriculture. Do you find, has any, have you been reached out to that, hey, you know, Zoe, we're we're glad you're doing this because we didn't think, you know, girls could do this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. And those, those are like the comments and the DMs I get that like really make me keep going. It's not the random creepy guy saying, oh, you look hot today. You know, it's, it's those <laughs> and messages. And unfortunately, I'm <laughs> yes. sure you probably get some of that. Yes, those those ones get ignored and not responded to. Um, but yeah, it's it's the young girl that says, oh my goodness, I'm dealing with this too. Have you ever experienced this? I had this day. And it's it's been really great for me because I've found other women in ag. And there are, you know, it's not thousands, but, you know, it's, it's women who are facing the exact same things I am. Um, and you just feel less alone. There was one video where you got your email that it opened up. It was like, gentlemen, or whatever it was said at the beginning. And I was like, oh, I know exactly which email she's talking about because I've gotten some of them myself. And all you could think of is, hey, I was there too. Or actually, I'll be the honest, the best part about going to some of those conferences and stuff is there's no line for the women's restaurants, yes. right? <laughs> yes. And I like to clarify, like some people, I think when I post videos of that, I'll get oh, stop complaining, or this isn't a big deal, just shut up and, you know, take it or whatever. I'm not going home and crying in my pillow. I'm making a funny video, kind of laughing at it. It is annoying to deal with, but I'm not going to let anything like that affect what I'm doing. The world we live working in a man's world, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, on the farm side, have have is that one thing you found maybe more difficult, or how's it been, I guess, with you taking over your uh, family operation so you have your your uh, rep, your seed sales representatives, your equipment reps. Have they uh, treated you any different that you are a young, just one, a young producer that, well, you know, I, I want to talk to your dad because I've always, always dealt with him. So you, I'll just talk with him. You know, is, is that been a hard transition for um, people you work with? So I've had that happen like a few times this year. And honestly, my dad is a more social butterfly than I am. My dad has great long relationships with these people. Um, honestly, I think sometimes they're just, you know, they they might call him just to say, hey, let Zoe know this. But, you know, they want to talk to him. And oh, yeah. That's fine with me. I love having him at work every day because we will have landlords and other people stop by and they just want to chat. And, you know, I obviously want to give my landlords all the time of day and stay connected to him. But my dad's a great asset in that, that arena. But no, I would say for the most part, so I worked for my dad for two years and then we had this LLC. And that whole time, my dad was telling these people, Zoe is 50% owner. Zoe's also making these decisions. You need to talk to her. So I give my dad a lot of credit for definitely help that that transition Mm -hmm. go through very easy. Now, going back to the online thing a little bit, you talked about some negative comments. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with all the negative comments and the misinterpretations of what you're saying and 
and things like that. Yes. Um, so I try to not respond for the most part just because, you know, people are seeing a 30-second to a minute video. They don't understand the context. The only comments that get to me are the ones are, oh, your dad's doing the work. Oh, I'm sure you're just showing up with a camera. And I wish my dad was doing the work. I wish my dad was in better help, and I wish he could be an attractor doing those things. So that's the only one that really really grinds my gears. <laughs> and and we, we were talking about that before we started. And it, I, it just seems like the internet is something for people can get pretty vicious on it. And especially on the ag side, I see that a lot. And so I look at an eight, an eighth generation farm that just, to, just blows my mind. That farm has been around that long where I am a first generation farmer building my own operation. And when we see a long-term farm and you see the nicer equipment and taking pictures how many people it's it's almost like a jealousy factor that ag drives within itself that well your your dad or your grandpa had to buy that there's no way that can be your equipment you're just putting that on the internet so it's 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 one thing i, I like doing this because i want those type of people to hear this and listen that you know this is just a family operation this is something that keeps growing yes we know that a beginning farmer can't go out and buy a $500,000 combine, but it's something that was purchased within the family. I think that's one one part I feel that ag on the internet really struggles with. And maybe it's a small minority that just make their voice really big when you start looking at the social media posts because it, it gets a little little vicious out there well, sometimes. And yeah, and I would never, I, I'm not at all a first generation farmer. I, I know the struggles are very different. I am taking over a fully functioning business. I am very blessed to have that opportunity. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, it also, it wasn't given to me. I have lots of loans set up through ag credit and, you know, so it's nice, nice drop in there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really do. But you know, it's, it's at the same time. I don't, you know, someone might say, Oh, your dad gave it to you. I'm not going to post in there exactly how much I paid for things, you know, because it's also, yes, I'm putting myself out there. I'm not going to give you all of my numbers. But it's it's funny you say, you know, you don't you don't have the same challenges a first generation farm does. And to a point, I think you really do. We're all up against the same marketing, you know, problems, supply, input demands. It's just all how we mitigate that. And that's where I hope that people can reach out and have a lender like a credit that you have that. I'm sure that you don't just call us when you want to go buy something. There's probably a lot of conversation going to, hey, I'm looking at this. What do you guys think on pre-buying for this? How's this cash flow? And that's where a relationship lender really helps that operation go into the you know next generation because I'm sure you'd like to see your farm go on for another eight generations. Mm -hmm. Yes, and also I'd say ag credit, um, yeah, besides just lending us money, it's almost like a therapist sometimes. It's, is this going to be okay? And you know, you you want someone reassuring you that yeah, the numbers the numbers make sense. Yes. Well, you also take the time and show people exactly what you're doing, though. Like from start to finish. From I mean, I've seen videos of you where you're up at you know at the crack of dawn loading a truck or sitting in line at the elevator. And then all the way through the rest of the day, and you've you've gone through each stage of the day, showing that you are actually out there doing the work and putting the time in. And I mean, actually, I've seen more of your dad hanging out in the chair, and you've been <laughs> like, "Are you going to do anything today?" Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I mean, 
it's it's different to have stuff handed to you. Yeah, maybe, but in the same sense, it's you're still doing all the work and you're still putting it in and putting your your yourself out there for all of that for people to see too. I mean, it's it's hard to to think about taking. I would be so nervous taking over even my dad's farm, like, and it's not even as big or anything like that. And I just. It would freak me out a, a little bit, I think. Oh, so. yeah. No, there's been very many sleepless nights. Like, so when we did the transition, one thing that my dad said is, you know, he had lots of times where he struggled with, you know, things being down, the market being up, the market being down. And he had said one thing that really stuck with me, though, I just, I would have had so much more fun had I known this was going to work out the way it has. And so I am just choosing to believe that it's going to work out. <laughs> Putting the blinders on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, so Brenda was saying that you put out a video kind of showing uh, the beginning of your harvest. And uh, did you do a daily video yes. update? Um, and I think it, harvest was only 28 days this year. I assumed that like normally we're thrilled if we're done by Thanksgiving. And somehow this was the easiest year we have ever had. We had minimal breakdowns. I had just assumed those videos would turn into like Zoe crying on the internet videos. <laughs> <laughs> So, and they didn't. Yeah. So do you find it hard to have that camera and while you're operating to say, I know I got to take a video or is it just kind of with them outlets or I'm, I can just yeah, picture it's that. It's really easy these days. Auto steer allows for <laughs> yes, so much. Right? Really I, I, can just, I mean, I, I don't know your dad, but just looking at thinking of the traditional farmer, he's probably like, there's Zoe with the camera up again in the tractor and she's not watching me, you know, type thing. And yes. Um, and like at first, I think for the first like month I was on TikTok, um, I didn't tell anyone I had it. Just, I don't, it feels a little embarrassing, a little cringy to be videoing yourself. It's like, you know, why do you think, what makes me so important that I should be putting my face out there? So many times out in the barn, I'm like, I totally could be recording this right now. Yeah. I'm not going to. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, but now like also like once um, I've done some some brand deals and like the money's coming in, I think uh, my dad and other people watching are like, oh, this is actually worth your time to set up. I, I have a tripod that I got off of Amazon that you know, I got comments of people. Oh, you think you're a influencer now with your tripod? But um, I broke my phone because I was setting it on top of like a ladder with a can next to it to try to prop it up. And it's going to be a little bit cheaper to get a tripod than a new phone screen every once in a while. But really, you know, it's it's not taking too much time out of my day because I try to film what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, you can make a video in a few minutes and I'm just grabbing little clips from the day. So how did you go about, obviously, branding deals and things like that? How does that all work for you and how does that play into your operation? Yes. Um, and so that has been a real learning curve this year. Um, I've just shamelessly DM'd people and asked them for advice who have been doing it. Um, the first brand that had reached out to me was Precision Planting and I did some deals with them. And then I think that led to other other people reaching out. I do a lot of work with Bex Hybrids uh, because I plant all, all Bex. And so that that felt like a natural uh, partnership. I've done some work with Fastline uh, because we've been getting their magazines since the beginning of forever that I know. <laughs> and the trucks are rolling in, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, and so I, I try to only work with brands that I believe in and um, feel authentic to me. So Zoe, I know you said when you started on the social media, it was more just an outlet, something to have fun. You have uh, become quite the influencer on it. What is your goal 
what do you want to do for agriculture on social media? What did, what is your goal to to do with all these? Besides um, have fun and just show just show how a farm yeah, operates. Yeah. Um so yeah, it just just public education. I know lots of people have very simple questions of, you know, what kind of corn is this? What kind of beans is this? Up to more complex questions from other farmers, but um I just like the community aspect of I can ask people what kind of practices they're doing. They can ask me what's working on my farm. Um, and then I do, I really like, I, I feel like I'm doing a little bit of help to get other uh, women more involved. And, you know, it's just seeing someone who looks like you doing a job and thinking, oh, that I can do that too. She did start this whole farm school thing. Yes. <laughs> I did see it. <laughs> so obviously you went through the steps of the seasons. Uh, and it's kind of funny. You wrote it out in your video, just like how I envision it, the <laughs> circle of the year, mm -hmm. you know. And she, you went through the whole process as to what you do during each time. And then you went through the entire school as far as marketing, things like that. Very helpful. I actually had some other people comment on it to me like, oh, I had no idea that that was what they were doing at that time or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's working. It's obviously working. Good. It's just neat to see somebody young going out there, putting themselves out there, being honest and true about it and just you know, showing off what, what a farm is really like. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, poking fun of her at herself <laughs> while her dad sits there and watches her. It's really hilarious. Your dad's uh -huh. really quite funny too, yes. by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and usually when something goes wrong or something breaks, it does take me a day or two to talk about it, <laughs> especially if it's something that was my fault, but yeah, trying, trying to be transparent and show the good and the bad. It's, it's gotta be shown. It's unfortunately people got to see it all, you know, um, to understand it. Well, Zoe, if people want to get in touch with you or follow you on social media, what where can they find you? Yep. Uh, it's just farm with Zoe everywhere. Zoe's just spelled Z-O-E. Perfect. Zoe, I want to thank you for being part of our podcast today. Uh, be sure to follow her on social media. And for anything ag-related that Ag Credit can help you with, be sure to look us up on agcredit.net. And be sure to follow us on all the podcast apps and subscribe, tell a friend, and you can look, uh, listen back to our previous episodes as well. Brenna, I think that uh, pretty well wraps it up for, for this one. If you have anything else. No, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Ag Credit Said It. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave us a review to help others find the show. Let's talk ag in between episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AgCredit. For more tips and resources, visit agcredit.net.